0: The sex kitten thing is like my deal.
1: No, it's I your would, aesthetic. I was like watching this, and I was like, "This is such a Julia movie." Like the aesthetic of how they have their hair done. I've seen the yes. hairstyle on you many
0: a time. Yes, I you <laughs> even know, I would, like
1: the silhouettes of some of the dresses. I was like, "This is all you."
0: It is so hard, and so you know, I would I wouldn't mind Roger Vadim to to come and like style me exactly. I was like, "Yes, please do what you like." Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. <coughs> Hey everybody, so uh, we have a promotion from Arrow Video that we're really excited to share with you all. Arrow Video has a streaming service, they also do Blu-rays in the UK and the US with really, really cool cult and horror titles. So you can get 50% off your first three months on Arrow with the code HMSG Arrow, all one word. If you sign up today, you can get a full 30-day free trial and then your first three months after that will be half price. So this offer is valid to brand new subscribers and can be only redeemed online at arrow-player.com. Terms and conditions apply. We're super, super excited to be uh, having this promotion with Arrow because they have really cool films on their site, and we hope that this will help you find them out. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Hello, Disco Citizens. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. And this week we're talking about 1960s Blood and Roses. Title of this episode, I Need Nourishment.
1: Yeah, you do. That's pretty much like the breakdown of
0: every vampire movie of all time. That's just like Dracula's motivation. I need nourishment. Uh, Tagline for this movie. See how you feel about this one. Ghoul or girl? Uh, I don't like this tagline. It's not as good as the movie is. (laughs) No, it doesn't fit this film at all. This film is real classy and like classy vampire. And this tagline is very exploitation vampire, which this movie is not. Uh, So... That's I like deceptive. It. I like yeah. it for another movie. I don't like it for this one. So this was actually it could have been
1: for any of the other movies we've covered so far more, more so. I
0: mean it's very generic, right? Yeah. yeah. I this movie deserves a better tagline than than what it has. So this was based on a novel, which I need to read, by uh, mm-hmm. Sheridan La Fanu. and was written by the screenplay was written by Claude Brule, Claude Martin, Roger Veland, and Roger Vadim, who also I love that. I was
1: like Claude, Claude, Roger, Roger. It made me laugh like as the
0: credits. <laughs> I'm was, sure. I was like, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Claude, Claude and Roger Roger. Uh yeah. Story by Claude Claude, screenplay by Roger Roger. So this is, you know, as you probably all know, Roger Vadim did a lot of movies in the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s and had this kind of uh, Svengali, Henry Higgins kind of thing going on where he would find these young blonde women and style them in this very specific way, which he did with Bridget Bardot, Jane Fonda, Catherine Deneuve. And, you know, and personally... I think this style is fucking fantastic. The sex kitten thing is like my deal. No, it's I your would, aesthetic.
1: I was like watching this, and I was like, "This is such a Julia movie." Like the aesthetic of how they have their hair done. I've seen this yes. hairstyle on you many a time. Yes, I you <laughs> even fight like the silhouettes of some of the dresses. I was like, "This is all you." <laughs> it
0: is so hard, and so you know, I would I wouldn't mind Roger Vadim to to come and like style me exactly. I was like, "Yes, please do what you like. I am yours. Putty in your hands, sir." So this is uh, actually at the time. So the star of this movie is a. Annette. Annette Stroyberg, who was at that time Annette Vadim and had had a child with him as well. So this was one of the movies that he put her in as the star as his wife. Uh, This is one of uh, just P.S. One of my I asked my mother recently what her favorite movie was, and she said she couldn't choose between Blood and Roses and The Hunger, which we'll be covering next week. Uh, And I was like, those are both lesbian vampire movies. And she was like, oh, yeah, I guess they are. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, "Okay." Interesting.
1: Apples and trees, kids, apples and trees. That's so <laughs> funny. I love that. I mean, they're
0: both just fantastic movies and, they, and really either Beautiful. one of them. They're not, it's not really, really about that. It's part of it, but it's a whole other thing. Uh, but I just thought that was a, a funny thing that she had never thought of. And I think most people probably wouldn't have. So this, uh, we get voiceover from the beginning, from an airplane window from Malacca who lived in the past. and will also, And I also live now. And she's going to tell you the story of her most recent life. Okay, we have a narrator. We know who this is. This is cool. Uh, And I like that it's my most recent life. So we know that she's had previous lives before this. So this is just a, a continuing series of lives that she's led.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, And like it's over the course of like she's even talking about like over the course of 500 years. So it's like a full. uh, That's a lot of lifetimes. I was like, all right, I can't wait to get into more of this lady. Yeah. Tell us where's
0: the prequel. Where's the sequel for Blood and Roses? Mm -hmm, I want to know where else she's been. So we come to the castle, a big sweet fucking castle uh, owned by the von Karstein family. So we meet uh, the cousins, uh, Leopoldo played by Mel Ferrer, well, hello, sir. I mean... Hot.
1: So hot.
0: Like, looking at you like you want to be looked at. Damn, though.
1: And, like, the jawline, like, the everything. Like, he looks like a painting. He's gorgeous. He's just, like, stunning. stunning.
0: Yeah, he gave me slight Victor Spinetti vibes, uh, which I really enjoyed. But, like, uh, yeah, he's... mm -hmm. So you have him, and you're like, oh, well, hello. And then you have Annette uh, Stryberg, who is playing Carmilla, and you're like, well hello like this is another one of those vampires and the actors who come on screen and you're like i'm just on board mesmerized
1: yes. mesmerized and you're like yes
0: that that shall work And like um, and looking at leopoldo and carmilla together and they do seem like kissing cousins if you will that kind of phrase uh, sure
1: like a royal family maybe because you know uh-huh. that, that stuff happens there um, but like well, them look, looking
0: at them together, you're just like, this is they look amazing together. But but insert uh, Leopoldo's fiance, Georgia, Georgia, who's also incredibly, incredibly beautiful. Elsa Martinelli. So you have these three characters like this. You know, I think all of these movies that we've watched, the the casting is just so on point for all of them, where you have all of these characters who are like you need to have this feeling of their otherworldliness of like they're beyond beautiful, which I think they talk about. They in have Vampires. timely
1: beauty too. I think that's what it is as well. It's like a timeliness that comes from each one of them. Because honestly, when he walked on the screen, it was like, he could be a movie star right now. You know, there's sometimes you look at old movies, you're like, that guy's a movie star for that era. Mm-hmm. This guy is like a timeless face that just has this beautiful you know gorgeousness about him that feels ethereal otherworldly but also right now and current yes. all at the same time and they all kind of have that 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 energy to them too
0: i want to watch more movies with him because hot damn wow mm-hmm. hello so they are planning a costume party which sounds fun yeah
1: a masquerade uh, ball and i was like "Ooh, hijinks always ensue when we have a masquerade ball cannot wait i love, love masquerade, masquerade balls. balls
0: god so cool well, that's how you
1: know like there's going to be some sort of deception there's going to be problems of illusion there's right. always that comes hand in hand whenever you introduce a masquerade ball to, into any like theatrical setting so i'm yeah. ready for it
0: so they decide that they're going to do this big fireworks show for the party and they're trying to figure out where they can do the fireworks. Uh, and they decide they're going to do the fireworks out on this abbey where there used to be family members buried there, but they're not buried there anymore. So at first people are like, oh, you can't do it. There's blasph- blasphemous. And I'm like, well, there's nobody there though. So Yeah, so they're illuminating, but
1: he, he makes jokes. Leopoldo makes light of it. Like, oh, they're just going to be illuminating the graves of my family. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, cause like, and then the... Um, the fireworks master, the guy who's actually going to be putting the show together, was like, oh, we can change it. Like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that it was, like, sacred ground. I'll have the priest come out and bless it. We'll make sure it's okay. And Leopoldo plays light. Like, no, no, no. It's, you don't have to do all that. Like, it's really just for show. Like, those have actually all been empty. And I'm like, why are the graves empty was my question. I was yes. like, eh.
0: And he's very specific. He's like since seventeen sixty five. Like he's got like the specific date. uh
1: the last known vampires. They drove stakes through the vampires, except there's one apparently that has survived. And then we get the tapestry that's in the living room here of like this beautiful vampire who looks strangely like Carmilla.
0: And she point, but she like points it out right. Like she's not Mm -hmm. shy about it. She's like, oh, don't I look like this painting? And they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you kind of do look like the painting. So it Mm -hmm. seems to think like if you are her, which she clearly is, you probably want to play that cool. But she's like, no, no, look, it's me. She
1: highlights it. It looks like me. So, yeah, I look like Malaga. And like, yes, that's that's it. She talks about Ludwig, her unfaithful, unfaithful lover and, and the story. Of Malaga and like how she you know came to be basically so
0: she says basically she died in the arms of her lover Ludwig who had been unfaithful to her uh but he pledged eternal love uh, and after that all of hers all of his fiancés after that mysteriously got killed right mm-hmm. before the wedding so
1: one two three there was three that happened right out in a row yeah um
0: and now not Ludwig but Leopoldo is getting married uh and Carmela's given Georgia those kind of looks like hey so uh, all, I don't know if you caught all of his fiances died. All of his fiances died I just want to point that out. They all died.
1: And so they have kind of like a little eye standoff like, uh, I might should I be afraid of you? But she's also really turned on, you can tell, and like mesmerized by her too. so it's like that you know, love, hate, fear, all yes. of these things happening all at the same time.
0: We find um, out that uh, in this universe, this vampire universe, flowers fade when a vampire touches them which is a cool because little because in the tapestry the she's
1: holding a flower and the flower looks like it's dying in the tapestry. And that's like the fun lore of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, we get to, we get our costume party and like, this is the kind of costume party that I have dreamed of going to. And I, I feel like I kind of have, cause I've been to the labyrinth ball, which they mm-hmm. have here in LA, which is basically they take the, the ball scene from labyrinth and turn it into uh, a big thing. And they have it at the Biltmore hotel and it's, it's pretty much this. It's pretty much like like the Ball and Labyrinth, which is my dream, right? Ever since I was a child, like, I, mean, I just want to every- go to that. I just want to go to that.
1: And everyone goes all out for those costumes. They're mm-hmm. so elaborate and, like, intricate so it's one of these kind of parties and it looks beautiful and costumes everyone's
0: for this movie are incredible. Stunning. They're so, so... beautiful. And, and it's in this incredibly uh, like, g- gigantic, gorgeous house as well. So it's it's all you want in that kind of thing.
1: It's everything. It reminded me of like, I was like, oh, it's like Baz Luhrmann, the Romeo and Juliet. Like I was thinking about like the ballroom scene uh-huh. and I was like, oh, things are about to get bad, though, for sure. Um, but people are frolicking and dancing. But we noticed that Carmilla is suspiciously absent from the party. Everyone keeps asking asking where is she at and then he's like oh she, maybe, maybe she's in one of her moods she's notorious for having moods and some days she's happy some days she's not and they're just totally Leopold, they're like you picked the wrong day unfortunately <laughs> it's a day where she's not in a good mood so she's in her room having like her own little party herself and I love it dancing on the bed and drinking with herself and kind of just like I'm having my own fun in my room and of it what of it <laughs>
0: But, but Leopoldo comes in and is very, uh, gruff with her. And he's like, nope, putting on your clothes and you're coming down, do it now. Uh, and, uh, she throws a dress at her and she ends up after he leaves throwing it back, but she, uh, drops that dress on the ground and is, is mysteriously called to this other dress, which was, uh, Malacca's wedding dress. And I would say this, I, if I ever get married, this is the dress 100%. Like, this is the dress I would like to get married in. It is like perfection. I love it. Watching her walk around that dress is pure joy. It's perfecto.
1: Pretty Did gorgeous. See, could you see
0: me in that dress? I mean, come
1: 100%. On. No, this everything in this movie, honestly, gets you wearing like all of it. Um, And so she looks like exactly like she's walked out of that tapestry painting, basically, or that picture and looks like it precisely. And so everyone's kind of like, <gasps> like taken aback by that too, because the, the the resemblance is very much more striking than it was even before. Um, and she stands next to the tapestry and these little children see her and they are terrified. Like they've seen a ghost. Um, and then the firework show is going to go off of uh-huh. course, but of course the firework show does not go off with on without some problems because Um, it was a war zone back in the day. Part of this area is what they say. And it's like some extra explosions happen on top of the regular fireworks that were already planned. So the fireworks show kind of goes off the rails a bit. Um, and they're worried and they want to go investigate what went wrong. The guy who who set up the show, um, like, no, 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 go in the morning. He's like, no, we need to figure out what's going on. So uh, yeah yeah yeah
0: and Carmilla is kind of wandering around in that beautiful dress uh, and she gets drawn into the ruins by Malaka who uh, tells her to open all she has to do is touch the lid of the tomb and the tomb will open Uh, but then she is she's gotten gets her and you're like oh she got gotten
1: yeah the change happens right here so Carmilla may have been may have been normal before but now she is part of the uh, now the legacy of the vampire uh here it looks like and so um we she, find out is she a vampire mm-hmm. before i don't think she is before i don't know i don't think she was i think <sighs> she's like really meaty because she was actually able because the thing that's changed is all the animals all of a sudden that she used to be able to use and ride and play that's with true. all can't deal with her now so i think this is when she switches because she would have been able to, wouldn't have been able to do any of that before um true Uh, but
0: we have this so carmilla we somehow has gotten herself back to uh the house but she is in Georgia's bed so uh, leopoldo has to pick her up and carry her back to her own room where she
1: seems dead asleep
0: she seems out (laughs) out of it out cold Uh, so so much out of it that georgia has to take her clothes off for her and leopoldo just watches her do it with this nice little smile on his face
1: well, it's pretty hot. I mean, he started to, to unzip her, but he's like, oh, here, you can do that. And like, you know, Georgia takes a little sweet time and she's been mesmerized by her because she is pretty, pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Georgia starts getting like kind of bitchy and weird, too, you know, with um, like and he's like playing with her about that. So you're already starting to see some like tension between the newlyweds like are mm-hmm. about to be newlyweds before they get married here. This little engaged couple of like, he's like, well, if you're going to be bitchy like that, I don't like that. But Carmilla seems to be able to be bitchy with him and he's okay with it. Like he doesn't fight her in the same way. Um, So you're getting to see some kind of little bit of jealousy maybe between these relationships and this love triangle starts really kind of crystallizing around here too.
0: Uh, And in the meantime, as we know, every movie is better with a dance sequence. And here we are, we have this old timey dance sequence between Leopoldo and Carmilla, which is, it's just kind of adorable. And because Carmilla seems so, kind of subdued for a lot of the movie but i like these kind of you get like the her dancing on her bed you get her dancing here where like you do see her come to life from time to time like you say like she has these moods where sometimes she seems roll down and sometimes she seems roll up um so some sort of some sort of something going on with her and obviously something going on with uh leopoldo who uh she so they go out to ride their horses as we said and the, the horse her horse is like nope 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 like I don't
1: know who you are anymore. Like not, you cannot get on me though. And like, um, and he's like, and Leopoldo thought she was just faking, like, oh, you're been being in a mood. But then he sees witnesses what's happening with the horse, and that the horse doesn't even want to let her on today. It's mm-hmm. so just like, yeah, I can't do it today. I just, I just don't want to. Um, so she
0: can't ride the horse. Um, and then, but she does. like, like r- I'm sorry. Please go ahead. No, go on. Oh, she just says that she needs nourishment now. So now she's getting to the point as the vampire that she needs to drink. And she's trying to figure out who. um, And we also find out that she has to return to her grave every night. That's part of the deal as this vampire in this vampire universe. So she starts to chase uh, Lisa, who's one of the servants
1: one of the servant girls, and she's like, so um, when are you going to be done with work? Like, mm-hmm. what time are you done? Mm-hmm. Okay, where do you go after work? Like, she's like casing her. I was like, oh my gosh. And like, it's Lisa's like, you should know all this. This is why I think it's cha- she's changed and in, in inhabited this body differently because, um, and it's not no longer Camilla anymore, mm-hmm. because she doesn't know information she should know. Like, she knows where Lisa goes every night. She goes yeah. to the cottage with all the rest of the servants. That's like where they retire at in the evening. But she has to find that information out. She also knows all of a sudden all these different things from history. Like She's like talking like, you know, at the dinner before they have the dance and all that stuff too. Um, she likes older music all of a sudden and like stuff that's not modern anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, she's acting very strangely. And Giuseppe the groundsman also is like giving all the bellwethers and he's our little kind of crazy Ralph in this scenario mm-hmm. too. Like being like, Hey guys, uh, I think there's a ghost out there at night. You guys need to watch out. Please be careful while you're walking around outside and, Gives the girls a little warning, Lisa, and the, and the and the girls. And they're like, oh, we'll be fine kind of thing and blow them off. But mm-hmm. should have listened. Uh,
0: and Leopoldo also invites Carmilla along on his honeymoon. And I was like, no, no, what? And she's like, what? And he's like, well, we're all friends. It's fine. Why not? You I probably don't, don't
1: want a third wheel on your honeymoon. I'm guessing I mean, it's- unless
0: it's a throuple kind of thing, but it doesn't seem like George is on board for that idea. Neither nah. girl seems like they'd be on board for the idea. So nah. uh, they also, uh, they do kiss. We do see them kiss. So there's definitely something uh, going on, but she does have this kind of um, freak out where she is um, this really, really cool dream sequence where it switches to black and white. The film's in color and it switches to black and white, but there's red, you can see the red in the black and white. So we see her seeing herself in her beautiful dress, white dress, uh, and all of this red blood comes starts coming out and forming all around where her heart is, and uh, it's this really cool interlude. It's gorgeous, yeah. artsy, artsy. And I mean, this movie's pretty artsy, but like this part is particularly
1: very uh, art house here. very yeah.
0: kind of slightly experimental, which is a cool. You don't get that kind of tone switch in movies very often, and it is a dream sequence, but it is very well done dream sequence and, and, and definitely wanted to go for something different. Um, the little girls find Lisa's body, who has of course been uh, drained of blood and has marks on her neck. Uh, this is very suspicious. So uh, we do find out more rules for this world uh, from Giuseppe and the vampire universe. And that in this universe female vampires only kill other female vampire females. Okay. Interesting. So this is a specific girl to girl situation.
1: Girl right. on girl. We Great. love it.
0: <laughs> uh, garlic is, is good to repel them in this universe and also driving stake through the hearts so that they're doing for those. Yeah. Classics. And
1: they don't do sunlight with that. Well, yeah, Giuseppe's telling them the kids, like all the vamp rules, basically, that he knows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got the clear parameters. We're like, all right, we're in. Um,
0: and then we get um, a greenhouse scene between the ladies in the greenhouse. They're both uh, a little, it's raining outside. They're a little wet. Their hair's a little wet.
1: Yeah, they're trying to get a little, you know, reprieve from the rain, from being all wet all over. And they have a conversation about love and life. And,
0: uh huh. And Georgia says she knows that Carmilla's in love with Leopoldo, but uh, Carmilla says Carmilla, Carmilla is dead. Uh, so they have this sequence where she, uh, George is holding a flower, a rose, and she gets pricked on her finger. Uh, and she puts the blood, uh, bloody finger in her mouth and has a little bit of blood in her mouth. On so... her
1: lip, just like sitting there waiting to be like kissed off by oh. a vampire friend. Maybe. And,
0: and would that, does that maybe happen, Terry?
1: Yeah, it happens right away. <laughs> she goes in for it and it's so hot. Um, and so, yes, that the little bloody lip is on her has got to be kissed and um and lesbian vampire
0: kiss for the win we every movie we have covered has one and it should
1: gotta be done and so she hands her the flower though but um georgia doesn't realize that that flower dies in carmilla's hand Mm -hmm. because she's actually already dead like she said um but malaga needs more blood now Mm -hmm. so um georgia also you realize she's lord after that because she touches her little lip you can tell she's still thinking about that yeah sweet lady kiss mm-hmm. and she's now seems to be under maybe underneath
0: a spell too yeah Malaka and this is says where we, she, she mm. says she wants to possess george's spirit
1: yep And then we get this awkward moment where the judge who's going to be officiating this wedding is talking to Leopoldo and they decide without talking to the ladies that they're going to change the venue of this wedding because things are getting a little dicey out here and they want to get um, away from here now because there's been some issues. And after that girl died, it's kind of getting kind of strange out here. Mm -hmm. So they're like, Hey, let's just go to Venice. We'll do the wedding at my place. The judge says, and Leopoldo's like, great, sounds wonderful. So they just make this decision. And then they tell them over dinner And Carmilla's, of course, in the middle, as she hears this news, is holding a a, a little glass of wine and just crushes that glass Uh onto the table and slams it and crushes this glass of wine in anger.
0: I mean, what, what was the plan? What was her plan, though? Like, what was the plan? Like, if they had not moved the wedding to Venice, was her plan to kill Georgia? Was that the plan?
1: For sure, I think, right? Like probably like right before the wedding because that's the, her deal as we got in the beginning, right? She's like, yeah. I do it right before the wedding night. That's my deal. Mm-hmm. So that's why if they're taking her away or planning to go away and she can't leave because she has to be near the tomb every night. Right. If she's not by the tomb every night, she can't do what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. So she needs to keep them close by in order for her plan to work.
0: And I think it's cool that she kind of has to wear the dress like to the tomb. That's the deal. Like she has to go in that in the wedding dress every night Uh, back there i think it's kind of neat um and there is kind of a you know some part of this moment you know we assume that she's a vampire we have the the fading and everything but there is kind of a moment in here where i was like is she just schizophrenic she's just crazy like it's
1: there's always like yeah that question for sure of like oh like she just really wants to be with her cousin and can't handle it is she inhabiting this like life yeah, you wonder, you do wonder. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, then the Malacca decides she's dead. I guess she feels like, you know, she has nothing to live for now that Leopoldo's going to go um, and wanders into the Abbey back when the Arby has been there to set off the remainder of whatever explosives are there. Uh, so she wanders into the Abbey when it's blowing, being blown up and gets blown up and not only blown up, but impaled on a big wooden stake real bad. It's a, it's terrible impalement.
1: It uh, is. We didn't talk about the dream though before that. Cause she goes, before she goes up to the Abbey, she goes to try to inhabit Georgia while Leopoldo is oh, asleep. Yes. And this is where we get like the craziest sequence of life where it looks like 1960s, like Barbarella, like weirdness as well too. Mm-hmm. And like the, the crazy dream and like these ladies in like gloves, like in like a, like medical setting. You're uh-huh. like, what just happened? This is the movie again, like wildness. Um, and a metro station full of women like it's like this wild like just it's all women um again going with that myth of, of this mythos that you it has to be a woman that she has to take on um and all the nurses look like they're painted in silver like they're like aliens or something
0: uh-huh and
1: then you realize it's carmilla malaga like she shows her she's like no she really is dead georgia like i'm her and then she yeah
0: so basically we get um as as we did in Daughters of Darkness, uh, a, like a transfer of your of yourself into another being. So this is her next life. She will now go on as Georgia. She totally won. She gets uh she gets Leopoldo forever and like she's she got got everything that she wanted. Poor Carmilla, of course, paid the price. But it's all right, Malacca's on to her next life and everything's good to go.
1: Yeah, and she's just living in Georgia now and like but and Leopoldo has no idea and that's like their little moment where they're off on their honeymoon on that little airplane and she's like snuggles into him and like we get the voiceover that we've gotten beautifully throughout the movie from Malacca. and she's like, Yes, I'm with him and he has no idea. It's still me.
0: Ha ha ha. So is she gonna make Leopoldo her her Renfield? This is the question.
1: Oh, for sure, right?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I think she's now come into a place of power where she could uh she could be the boss. If you will. She's
1: really she seems really strong right now in Georgia, you know, like it's like, OK, yeah. another strong body I'm in. Hell, yeah.
0: You want to read some Gore Factor for us, Toots?
1: Oh, my God. I would love to read some Gore Factor. Um, uh, one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barfad. Um, We give this film, I believe, what would we do? Two TV and a five? half because of the impalement that she goes through at the end of this film. Pretty intense. Yes. Um, it's not a lot of blood, but it's it's beautiful. It's all stylized for the most part, too, as mm-hmm. we see it, like, on her shirt and then through this that weird dream sequence and stuff like that as well. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. movie ratings, uh, Chainsaws, one if you're desperate, two Bellier qualifies as a horror film, three Seen Worse Seen Better, four Not Too Shabby, five Fantastic Oracle. I give this movie a five. I really like it. And honestly, part of the reason I like it is we have watched it in my family a lot ever since I was little. Like I can remember watching the movie quite small and it's not a scary movie, right? It's for the most part. I mean, besides the impalement, it's just beautiful people walking around for most of it. So um, it's it looms large in my family, this movie.
1: That's amazing. I had no idea that was such a family affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, this blood and roses. It makes a lot of sense. Um, also just makes 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 your style choices too. I was just like, yeah. if you saw this like as a young and in, like influential being like, That's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, I would like to always look like that. Yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I it was totally kind of like it.
0: this and hairspray were like, uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh. This thing. Oh,
1: hairspray for me for sure. Um, I give this movie a five as well. I really um out of out of these vampire lesbian oeuvres that we've been uh, diving into, this one was I think the just I really like the story. I like the combination of the backstory with also like the modern kind of moments and how it tied together. I liked some of the weird history things, like even with like the guy who's setting up the fireworks talking about like 500 years ago was the last time this like type of stuff had a problem. And you're like, oh, there was a problem 500 years ago. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, just they had a ni- lot of nice setting up of and payoff. Of the story, and I didn't realize that she was going to die like that. Like it was crazy. Yeah, um, but it, it was
0: very uh, similar to Daughters of Darkness, right? We have this, it is horrible impalement by one, and then she's transferring her her soul into her spirit into the other person. Um, but also raises the kind of same pro- question we have um, last week with Vampires Lesbos: is like, how do you survive a movie where you're under somebody's spell and that you're taking control of? And like that seems to be. Like, we always have a way to, like, best every kind of villain. And, like, this kind of villain, like, I don't really know how you break that.
1: It's really difficult because also, like, by the time she's possessed you, it's too late. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, you have to, like, either be preventative about it and not, like, tempt it, tease it. But it's, like, where else was she going to go? Like, this is, like, where Carmilla lives. You know what I mean, though? It's, like, Mm -hmm. she's not going to leave this beautiful castle that she lives in. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, who yep. knows? All right. Well, this so. is this
0: is one for horror movie survival guide to ponder. Um, if we, as we go on to next thing, so we did want to also mention that we are doing a promotion with Arrow Video, who is a really cool service that has not only streaming but also Blu-rays, and they do a lot of cult and a lot of horror stuff. They think they really cool films. So, uh, if you want to, you can sign up. That you get fifty percent off your first three months on Arrow uh, with the code HMSG Arrow, all one word. And if you sign up today you can get full 30-day free trial and then your first month's free after that will be half price. So the offer is only valid to new subscribers and can be redeemed online at arrow-player.com uh, Terms and Condition apply. So a cool little thing that we have for you listeners that's new and cool and awesome uh, if you want to sign up for that. So next week we are moving on with our lesbian vampire and the last in our round which we are talking about 1983's The Hunger which is uh something amazing to talk about i
1: cannot wait to talk about this with you like i was like what i've never i never heard of this movie it's david (gasps) freaking bowie yes who like i was like how did i how did i miss that did i just not i just didn't dive in his imdb i'm just assuming everything he's ever done someone's gonna like make sure i saw and like what like how did i miss this and susan sarandon and Catherine Deneuve. yes are you kidding me right from the early 80s like what this uh-huh. is, like, so many things that I, I'm very excited about. I oh, can't yeah. wait to, like, watch this and talk with you about it. And um, it I hope sumptu- you listeners sumptuous. are... It sounds sumptuous, and I just want to <laughs> eat it all up right now. Um, yeah, I can't wait. So, guys, uh, yeah, join us on all the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the good stuff, and um, our Patreon and our merch store. So many ways you can get in contact with us and support the show. We appreciate you. Hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you for... The hunger.
0: Bye.